Today we continue our journey through the Sermon on the Mount. Amy has wonderfully put us in a context of Matthew's Gospel as well as this teaching of Jesus. Jesus' first and longest teaching recorded in Scripture. This teaching is upside down to what we expect. We saw that with the Beatitudes. Jesus is also saying some things that seem unrealistic or unattainable. And today we see it again through Jesus' use of hyperbole to give ethical exhortations. If we take Jesus' teachings literally here and interpret them, it would be a little crazy. Tear out your eye, cut off your hand, just do anything to get rid of what causes you to sin. A part of our context for this teaching is our church calendar. We have come through Christmas and hyper-focused on the Incarnation, and we have been in this cycle called Epiphany, the showing or revelation of God through Jesus Christ. And what have we seen? We see that God loves us, that God meets us where we are at, that God shows us how to live so that we might know joy, peace, satisfaction. We take what we know of God and what we know of ourselves and we put it into the context of this teaching and the timing in which it took place for them. Jesus has come on the scene for them and it has changed everything. Those listening to him in real time, the crowd and the disciples at this beginning of Jesus' ministry likely looked like some sect being formed, some beginnings of a revolutionary approach to religion and politics. Our God is always a God of more, and we, and we as humans throughout time have continued to become more and more as we have developed and our capacities have increased. Think of the Renaissance, scientific revolution, the Enlightenment, Romanticism, Modernism, postmodernism, and beyond, becoming and becoming and becoming. Even way back when Jesus came and walked the earth, it was a time of increasing capacities mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And Jesus spoke into this to reframe people's understanding of what it meant to know God and to follow God and to contribute to God's purposes on the earth. As we are conscious of this, it helps us understand what is happening in this teaching that sounds strange and challenging and unattainable. There is a reframing of how to interpret where people have come from in their history with God and how to assimilate this fulfillment of the law through Jesus Christ and provision for our salvation to go forward and to go forward in a spectacular way. This particular section helps us to understand the intent of the law for humans. Not just the words and the plumb line to hold, but an understanding. We hear in Paul's letter to the Galatians that the law served as a tutor to lead us to Christ, to help us learn that we needed help and we had limitations, and to look for that help from God and to expect and to experience the help we need. So the law is not something that served as a protection for people to be okay with God, but really in ways a means to freedom. One way to understand this is to connect it, the law, to God's kingdom. 
and a looking forward to God's kingdom's full manifestation. The law in its words is an expression of God's kingdom. The law in its intent brings hope. And obedience helps us to participate in the expression of God's kingdom here on earth. Wonderfully, throughout the Sermon on the Mount, we learn that to follow God means that we become fully human, more fully human. We see that throughout scripture and in this section, particularly through the ethical exhortations. We see that what is so important to God is relationship, our relationship to God and our relationship to one another. Today, we see this priority in three categories, forgiveness, values in living, and honesty. As Jesus is speaking and teaching into this moment of reframing reality, Jesus is not contradicting the law, but transcending it. Jesus is more than the law, and God is giving us more through Jesus Christ. What can be difficult for us is that there is a bit of abstract flavor to all of this, while also being terribly simple and practical. We must guard from from backing off or becoming focused only on the abstract or only on the practical. In our now, before the kingdom of God is fully manifest, we experience as normal broken relationships. What Jesus is saying and challenging us to do is to live our lives through our union with God in a way that can express the fullness of God's kingdom in our now, that we cultivate our future now. That means we try to mend broken relationships, not attending to relationships that are destructive or dangerous to us, but having healthy boundaries. God is not, God is not into us being destroyed or being doormats. Love is kind, not nice. Love can appear harsh at times. It comes from care and attentiveness and connection to God and one another that we are able to find our way and how to best relate to one another. And we see all of that in this teaching today. It is as if through Jesus, through that God, as it said, let me start over. It is as if God, through Jesus Christ, is reaching down to us to give us all that we need. And we are responding and giving it our all, but still experiencing limitations. We try, but it doesn't always work. That is why God said for certain reasons it's okay to divorce. The broken relationship of marriage can be an okay thing because sometimes it just needs to be. But as it may be healthy for us, we try to express the fullness of the kingdom of God in the marriage relationship to keep the vow we have made. We also hear in this passage that we are so committed to relationship that we do not wait for someone to come to us when they are mad at us. But when we notice someone is upset, we go to them. This takes humility. This takes gentleness. This takes commitment. Relating as if the kingdom of God is fully present. In a fully present kingdom of God, the priority is whole relationship, not broken relationship. And there's a simplicity to it. 
This last piece on oaths we hear is kind of odd to us in our contemporary culture. In simplicity, what Jesus is teaching is that we do not need to go on and on to prove our yeses or our noes, that we simply need to be honest and state them and do what we say. Our lives are to, are to be congruent. Our insides and outsides match words and actions. In contemporary culture, we call that integrity. Our takeaway in this section of the Sermon on the Mount is encouraging and challenging. We have the possibility to transcend broken relationships. Sounds impossible. But with the vision of where we are going forever in the fullness of God's kingdom and knowing that we are people connected to God in our now, we seek to live and show the fullness of God's kingdom in our present reality. We do not settle for what is normal or permissible around us. Our plumb line is not a law of protection, but a vision of perfection that comes from grace and love. Every day, perhaps, we consider what we might mend and make whole to bring God's kingdom more and more into our now. Amen.